This is Super Producer Iman, a.k.a. Raja Baba, and you're listening to the Unique Therapy 2 Podcast with your hosts Meg Watt and Tony Brooks. Hey everybody, it's Meg Watt, your favorite therapy patient. And I'm Detroit's bad girl, Tony Brooks. This show is for those who may not be ready to go to therapy, but have questions. We also offer support and continued motivation for those who have already started their journey. We'll talk about some of my therapy experiences over the last decade. And we'll talk about my journey to achieve hashtag relationship goals. Therapy fans will join us to share benefits and lessons learned. Let's grow the community of patients standing in their truth and ready to master their happiness. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Meg Watt, your favorite therapy patient. Detroit's bad girl here, Tony Brooks. And this is episode four. Thank you guys so much for coming back and joining us. Tony Brooks, what's been up? Man, I've been doing a little bit of this, you know, a little bit (laughs) of that. that. But actually, I will say today was my final day for anger management. Oh, wait a minute. Can we drop an applause real quick? Can we drop an applause? Woo! Okay. (laughs) You get like a certificate. But I felt or... some kind of way because my certificate wasn't ready. So Ooh, I'm like, they tried maybe it. Dr. Turner forgot that this is my last day. <laughs> or God was saying, this ain't your last day, girl. You need to go back one more time, two more times because you still got issues going on. I would agree with that. But uh, what did you take away from anything? So I, mean... I think that <laughs> I've decided to let people finish what they're going to say before I be like nah really you know because that's that's how i think like really you know (laughs) wait wait so what you're saying is you attended anger management for how long i was there for three months i guess it you can only go once a week that's that's and i had 12 classes okay so okay i missed a couple you know i didn't go 12 weeks straight obviously you know i didn't do that (laughs) but he does have a rule set in place where if you miss two weeks, so one time I missed two weeks. Uh-oh. But I only did it one time I missed two weeks. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I got to go today. I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah. And he dropped that receipt off. He said, all right, now, Miss Brooks, don't miss another. I said, <laughs> Dr. Turner, I got it. Yeah, because you probably have to, like, start over. Or do you go yeah, to like jail? You, How does this work? So if you miss three weeks, what ends up happening is you you can get reinstated after your two weeks and start on the very next class that you were taking you don't have to like go backwards or anything okay if you miss three weeks you have to pay everything up front so you just need to come in with at least half of all the money that you're supposed to pay so however many classes you have you need to calculate that by 10 or 25 mines were 10 oh my goodness uh domestic violence was 25 they pay 25 dollars every week wow there's some people in there for like 35 weeks like they're coming out of wow so you i did not know that you had to pay Yes. For these classes. You do have to pay. And once you're a graduate, then you can go for free. Oh, wow. I'm still going to go to let my shit off. Okay. So I can get through on Monday. That is so good. Yeah. Whoa. You know what, guys? This might be a breakthrough. (laughs) The whole point of this podcast was to get Tony Brooks in the chair. And I guess we're done with the podcast. Tony Brooks, we (laughs) wrap it up. (laughs) We have succeeded. We've met our goal. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's oh been a blessing goodness. having Are you, you all. <laughs> no, no, okay. no. But that's that is so dope, man. So, so I actually um, today particularly has been a very busy day. But one of the things that was super exciting to me is I went to two events today, and at both of the events, one person came up to me and they were like, 
I just want to let you know I started therapy and it's going really well. And I was like, oh my God. Like I reacted like Of course you did. Like I just like won a corn ball. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. I was so hyped for them. I was so hyped for them. So I just want to say like the event we did it in May about how to master your stress. One of the guys was there and he told me and it's just really dope to hear that people are really hype about mastering their happiness, like really going after who they are, finding out who they are and just taking control of their lives. I, like I told him, I was like, okay, I bet you'd be married in five years. Oh, because he's looking for a wife. Wait, hold on. Okay. Now let's <laughs> no, Okay. I'm going to get off topic. Okay. Go, 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 go. We're going to talk later. Cause Tony Briggs is, she waiting on me to get her husband as well. Okay. Hit it. Y'all don't know this, but I'm a, I'm a fixer upper as well. Cause I'm so good at reading people. I know, okay, this dude will probably work really well with this chick. This chick will probably work really well with this guy. But Tony Brooks is not ready. She don't want to talk about it. She don't want to talk about it. Not on this podcast. No, no, no. But so Later. that was just a dope, a dope experience. So I'm I'm really hyped. Thank you guys so much for all the support. And we're yeah. just going to keep on rolling. Okay. So depression. Yeah. And how it affects your relationships. Right. So this episode, uh, we're going to be talking about depression and how it shows up in our relationships. Mm -hmm. And I picked this topic because recently I decided to ask my therapist, what's my diagnosis? Like I never asked her. She never mm -hmm. formally told me. Mm -hmm. And we just been working together for like over six years. Right. <laughs> Before her, knowing. I had a couple. Yeah. Not even though I'm I just really. thought, I mean, you know, I thought I was normal and I was just needing somebody to talk to. <laughs> and mm -hmm. that's why I was going to therapy. Okay. But yeah, she told me it was depression. <laughs> So, wow. yes, bombshell, dog. I, right. I was like, whoa, how do I how do I take this? Like, I mean, because you don't conduct yourself as though you're depressed. Well, you, what does that mean? Tony, exactly. Rex, what does that mean? What does that mean? Yes. Absolutely. So, but that's what people are like. Well, she doesn't look depressed, but I, that's all a mask. Right. That's a mask. Yeah. yeah. It's like and, and for me, I wouldn't even call it a mask. I do think some people put on fronts, mm -hmm. but you can't hide depression. That's the thing. Mm. If you're depressed, it will come out in your mood. It will come out in your actions. It will come out in your physical body, like your symptoms. So for me, my depression shows up in my back. Okay. So like if I'm in the middle, I have struggled with chronic back pain for over 10 years. And just recently, I'm like, well, it's probably related to my depression. Yeah. <laughs> so like I've had three or four major back outbreaks and my whole family has been impacted by this. I right. mean, I've gone from a wheelchair to a walker to a cane, physical therapy, acupuncture, massage, pain management, chiropractor. Wow. I've done it all, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to figure this out. The whole time I've been going to therapy too. Right. But it's just been a journey. And that's the thing about depression. People think like, oh, if you get depressed, once you get better, you're good. But really, it's a sickness that you'll probably have for a long time. I mean, mm. you may have moments of, of happiness, of course. Right. But you're probably going to have an outbreak or a crisis. I don't even know the word. Remember, we're not licensed here. Yeah, but, definitely not. <laughs> not professionals, <laughs> um, but just living it, right? But um, you'll always have a potential outbreak or crisis. Mm. Right. So for me, it's my back. Like, I'm not sad. I'm, I'm generally not a sad person. Yeah. But when you think about depression... People always think like, oh, it's Emotions. the person who's sad. They're, yeah. they're, yeah, they, they can't get out of bed. You know, they don't have a reason to live. Yes, those are also signs. Right. But I think that we need to be cognizant of 
the other signs that how therapy or how depression shows up in your life. Right. So, I mean, I know, excuse me, um, Tony Brooks, you, you definitely have Mm -hmm. some experience with depression, family members, people, you know, friends, like Mm -hmm. even just supporting your girlfriends when they may be going through something postpartum depression, right? Like everybody knows somebody who has just been filled with sadness at some point in their lives. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I decided I took a conscious effort to start to do some slight preparation for, that's why I said, send me the show topic so I can see what we're talking about. So I did look up the talk therapy because that's supposed to, that's your next segment when we get to it, right? Oh, your therapy pick. That's right. So, but cognitive behavioral actions, we talked about that today in anger management. What? Yes, he brought that up today. That was our our teach our uh I guess workbook yeah. for today was that. And wow. you know how 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 to get your brain to physically uh make conscious decisions. It's like you have to exercise it and you yes. have to do this regularly uh-huh. to build up the muscle in your brain so that it can help you decipher what things are making you depressed or help you decipher what things are giving you anxiety um or chronic pains and things like that but yeah i yeah uh uh-huh this is it's deep right (laughs) Right. it's deep and once you learn that control that's the thing so when i when i told i told my homeboy today like yeah my therapist she told me it was depression and the first thing he said was you would never think that that would be a diagnosis for you and again it's like Yes, I don't come off as sad. I think I have some sad moments just like all of us, right? right. Like it's normal to be sad sometimes, yes. right? If someone you love dies, you're going to be sad. Right. If you lose your job, you're going to be sad. If you have a breakup, you're going to be sad and that's okay. It's okay to be sad, but it's not okay to be sad for a long period of time, right? right. Like that's where, okay, you may need to talk to somebody. Um, you definitely need to talk to somebody if you're sad for longer than two weeks straight. That's, oh, so I, mean, I probably should have talked to somebody because I was sad for one year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, Tony Brooks. <laughs> one whole year. Yeah. What? Yes. Yes. The Braylon, when my son passed, I was down for a year. Of course, Mm -hmm. but how did you get out of it? (sighs) Okay, I think I prayed about getting out of it. Okay, you know, but like I have moments. Yeah. Uh, but my music therapy Mm -hmm. that you spoke about last episode was what really helps me. I think. Okay. Not necessarily talk. Oh, and I keep a journal, so anytime I feel sad. I write a note. I write a letter to Braylon. Yeah. It's like a Braylon letter. So all of my journal entries are like, dear Braylon, today, this happened, this happened, this happened. And I can't believe this happened. You right. know? And love you. Talk to you later. Right. You know? yeah. That is, you know, ugh, man, mental health is all over us. So I have done a literary therapy just through like through my therapist. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if it's if it's actually called that. So um, again, not licensed. But <laughs> when I was going through uh, daddy issues in therapy, I was working through daddy issues. And one of the things my therapist will always point out is 
you have to be okay with never getting the apology that you deserve. And so, (laughs) yeah, that's 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 tough. That's tough, right? That's tough. So what she had me do was write a letter to him Mm -hmm. and just let it all out. Anything, everything you want to say. And then she said, write how he responds. Oh, you wow. write the response for him. Yeah. Yeah. I like so that. it's giving me the power. Like it's, it's empowering me right. to write this story because I know I'll never get that response from him. <laughs> you exactly. know what I mean? I'm never going to get that. So, you know, another thing, I don't think this is my therapist, but um, working on mommy issues, mm. right? Like my mom is not a nurturing person at all. And she and I have these conversations all the time. Like, as many times as she said, I've loved you, maybe five times. Sometimes mm-hmm. she tries now because yeah. I brought it to her attention. Right. But that's just not how she is. You know what I mean? And no shade. Oh, yeah. My mom's like that, too. Yeah. yeah. So, th- I mean, that's just they're just tough. That's yeah. how a lot of baby boomers are. They were just raised to be tough. Go to work. You work hard. You stay at the same job forever. And you treat your kids very hard. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> those are the boomer parenting requirements, I guess. Absolutely. I don't know. But it's just like having that you know, that, that those thoughts, you were talking about that cognitive mm-hmm. training. Yeah. So I grew up a negative person and I think that's what's contributed to my depression. Wow. All the negativity around me and all the negative attitudes and negative thoughts is it was in me. So I literally had to train myself and practice positivity. Right. <laughs> until it became second nature to me. Okay. But there's some people who are just stuck in that cycle and Absolutely. they may never get out of it. And they may never get out. Yeah. 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 Wow. I, let me see. What's our negative person? I think I am more of a glass full person, half oh, that's full good. or full. So I, I, my daughter, Sierra, is a negative person. Really? She's a pessimist. Like, the everything that can go wrong is going to go wrong in her story. Wow. Even though everything is going right. It's like, isn't that well, interesting? If, yeah. It's like, I'm like, well, why would you think that's going to happen? You know, <laughs> like, did you ever think you are going to get the date with the guy that you wanted to go to the prom with? You know, like, yeah, it's just every little thing. She'll find the loophole to the dungeon. It's like, don't, don't, don't. When is the other shoe going <laughs> to drop? Why do you think she's like that? I don't know. I think she might have daddy things too. Oh, you know, and she's not a talker either, so she knows for a fact that she holds a lot of stuff inside. Mm-hmm. She says it all the time. She's like, "Yeah, mom, because I'm not like you. Like, you know, I don't talk. I, I just hold everything in. You know, she says she it. She says it, and so I doesn't. So I went. Well, maybe you should get a journal. Yeah. That way you can write. Because I love to write. Yeah. I'm not a writer, but I love to write. Like you're not a singer. But you love to sing. Gosh, you're so good. You're so good at even just self-assessing. Like, I'm real good at this, but I'm not good at that. You know what I mean? Like, that's really good. good Sorry, Tony. It's not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Man. So interesting. Well, hopefully, hopefully um, your daughter is like one day she's just tired of keeping it all inside and she'll let it out. Or like so many men or something. Yeah. Yeah. So many men just keep it inside. Oh, absolutely. Did you hear that um, Breakfast Club interview with uh, Dr. Jess? Ask Dr. Jess. And what'd she say? I think I did. It was a guy who called in and he said his mother had gotten like brutally beat to death when he was a a child. And then his father was killed. Oh, I missed his. Yeah, I missed his spot. But I I, I did hear her. This guy called in like 
and you know, I'm, I'm grown now, I'm married with kids, but like this really, you know, it really affects me. And I just really don't, I don't like to talk about it. And I don't talk to my mom or my wife. And I was just like, wow, like that's so much to carry over so many years. Right. All of that hurt and pain. You better he's believe it's a, manifesting in your life. That's what I'm saying. We don't know how it's manifesting in his life, but right. I guarantee you it is. Yeah. Whether it's through abandonment or feelings of neglect or or anger. Right. Some kind of way that's coming up. You know, I tell my husband all the time, yo, whatever you got inside, you got to let it out. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And you may not have nothing. <laughs> But whatever, <laughs> if you, you do. gotta let it out, <laughs> let it go. You gotta let it out. Yeah, I think society's definitely turning, though. Like you, yeah. I think more more now than ever, people are like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay right. for me to for me to say how I feel. Like, yeah, I'm definitely more conscious of telling. Like, I didn't like the way you did that. Yeah. It. I hurt my feelings. Yes. You know, but I used to just be like, ah, forget it. And you know me. I'm, yeah. Oh, well, I don't want to talk about it for real, for real. But when I calmed down, <laughs> hence the reason for anger management, quote, end quote, I will be like, you know, I didn't really care for the way that happened. You know, that was kind of mean. Right. I mean, do you want me to take you as a mean person or, you know, let me know. But I had to figure out how to say it because if not, I would be mean. Right. Because I didn't say what you did that made me mad. So I'm going to be mean to you yeah. because I didn't never tell you what you did that made me mad. And I'm just looking at you like, well, you just don't even know what you did and you don't even really care. Right. So let me be mean to you. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, so depression, how it shows up. We're going to move <clears throat> on to, to Meg's therapy pick. And so the way that I've been, battling my depression over the last 10 years I guess is probably when the diagnosis <laughs> hit <laughs> when I started going to therapy but um most recently is through talk therapy so that's my therapy pick of the day and I don't have a formal definition if you do Tony Brooks oh do you need me to let <laughs> yes, everyone know yes tell the people what talk therapy is <laughs> <clears throat> so talk therapy is uh different ways that you or different ways or styles or treatments that you can use to uh, help you with your stress, your anxiety, your depression, PTSD, um, pa uh, panic disorders, chronic pain, any long-term conditions. And a couple of those things are, like you said, talking. Um, there's also, it's a psychological treatment, basically. Yeah. So there's also the cognitive behavioral therapy. There's psychological treatments, uh, there's also guided self-help and then counseling. So I found those things online. Ooh, if you guys. Tony Brooks, always coming to, with the research. I know how to use Google. I appreciate that. You guys recall uh, I mentioned in our, we did, we did a Facebook live when we were doing content development and mm -hmm. I was saying, Tony is the researcher. Meg Watt, done an, she's done enough research. Yeah, you're done. So I'm done. I'm done doing research. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tony Brooks. Yes. But yeah, so through talk therapy, I uh, schedule schedule appointment with my therapist. I would love to say her name, but honestly, I have referred her to so many people that it's hard for me to get in when I want to. So <laughs> I'm not sharing my therapist's no, no, name. Right. Get your own. No, um, <laughs> this is a plug to Therapy for Black Girls because they have a directory on their website for you to find a black therapist. But I just go 
and we talk. And it's it's just an experience that allows me to articulate how I'm feeling, what's mm-hmm. going on, and even bounce things off of her. Like, hey, this situation happened and this is how I reacted. You know, what do you think on what do you think about that? Or what could I have done differently? Mm-hmm. And sometimes she's like, nothing. You couldn't have done anything. And then she'll tie in like this is the psychological reason why. Okay. So it just sort of help helps me understand that when I'm doing something wrong, <laughs> I'm doing it wrong. And when I'm doing something right, I'm doing it right. right. But I really love how talk therapy allows me to, like you said, train my brain to think positive, mm-hmm. um, be able to change my perspective about anything at any time. And it's just really a good maintenance to have. The same reason why we go to our primary care every year or your right. OBGYN every six months or your Absolutely. dentist every six months, mm-hmm. right? It's just that maintenance to make sure that, you know what, mentally, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm good today. I'm feeling yeah. pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. happy. Um, but also dealing with relationships. Yeah. So, and I know that you, yeah. you got something for mm-hmm. us with <laughs> With hashtag if y'all can really see me like finding this notebook that I wrote all my notes in, you would die laughing, but it's don't late. judge me. <laughs> so on the relationship aspect of this thing here, um, I want you to try to focus on stronger relationships. With that being said, the stronger relationships will help you cope with the depression by being able to talk to someone that you care about and that you trust so that they can give you the perspective that you need, not the perspective that you're looking for. Ooh. Ooh. Wait a minute. Say that last part. The perspective that you need and not the perspective that you're looking for. Okay. You know, some people will give you an answer, but it's 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 not the answer that you need. Right. It's the answer that you want to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, it's funny, but 60% of people are in the troubled relationships, okay? And they tend to be bad communicators, okay? Wow. They also will feel like a burden on the person that they're with or the, the friend or the family member. Um, also, they tend to uh, not want to be around. Okay. Okay. Because of a, the troubled relationship is actually the trigger for the depression for them. Wait a minute. Yeah. So you're saying 60% of relationships involve a, a person that's depressed? Yes. Wow. The troubled relationship though. So what, what I mean is not romantically. You're you're dealing with people every day. Sure. You have multiple family members, multiple children multiple friends yeah a significant other Mm -hmm. all of these people they're 40 60 percent of that accumulation of people that you encounter regularly Mm -hmm. can trigger your depression oh my god i know there's people saying amen to that right now (laughs) so you want to try to weed out when you get that overwhelming feeling of sadness or anger or stress, or you need to figure out where it's coming from and you need to pull that person away. Oh my goodness. So that you can keep the stronger people around with the stronger relationships so that they can help you deal with what this asshole over here (laughs) has gotten you to. Wow. Yeah. 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 I'm taking that in my life, by the way. Please. (laughs) Whoa. I'm Wow. That's probably why I don't hang out with the majority 
of my family. Yeah. So for this so, for week, so much. Yeah, go ahead. So this week, I need all of you to hear what your friend or significant other is saying. Sometimes listening goes in one ear and out the other. And that's the hashtag relationship goals. Thank you, Tony Brooks. You're very welcome. Oh my God. <laughs> On this mic, it kind of sounded like ASMR for a second. I don't know why. It's like, <laughs> it sounds very weird. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to wrap up. Tony Brooks, where can they catch you? Uh, so tomorrow, actually, well, the summer, I will be at Exodus Rooftop during the day on Sundays from 4 to 10. And then on Friday nights, I'll be over at Mix Bricktown, which is in downtown Detroit. Well, both are in downtown Detroit. Okay. Um, and I'll be there from 1030 to 2. And then Mondays, I am live on Facebook for Tea Time with Tony Brooks, which is my relationship video cast. And that's on my Facebook page at Tony Brooks. You can find me anywhere. Instagram at Tony Brooks and Snapchat at Tony.Brooks. Nice. I'm Meg Watt. That's our time for today. Thanks for listening. And I'm Detroit's bad girl, Tony Brooks. You think you've got it together, but you need therapy too. <laughs>